Welcome to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Chris Schaefer, and I'm here to talk about Google Ads. That's what I talk about every single week. If you are interested in learning about Google Ads, if you are interested in improving your Google Ads optimization process, building better campaigns for your business, for your agency, for your clients, you're in the right place. That's what I talk about every single week. And today we're talking about a big topic. We're talking about automating your Google ads. We have several things to talk about. AI is on everybody's mind. Automated bids have been a thing for a while. And, you know, there's there's no going back um, to the days before automation. Uh, it's going to continue to be a big part. And I want to talk about... Uh, you know, kind of the bidding strategies, different options out there, some, you know, things that might make a difference. Um, and uh, it's going to be a great podcast. Stick around. But first, I want to tell you about Optio, optio.com slash PSP. Uh, I have a special announcement to share uh, in the main section of the podcast, the topic of the week. I'm going to be bringing up something. And you don't want to miss it. There is some amazing AI tools that Optio is excited to announce, uh, really first in the industry uh, to to do this. And uh, it's going to be awesome. I'm actually going to do a live demo of it to show you what it looks like. So be sure and stick around. Um, if you want to just jump the gun and just go straight in and sign up for this amazing tool and try it out for yourself, you can do it at optio.com slash PSP. That is the special link where you can sign up for a two-week. No, wait. It got. It just got better. It's two months. Two-month free trial. That's sixty days. That's two full cycles of management uh, that uh, you can try for free with Optio.com/PSP. The link is in the description of this podcast. Let's go. With the beginning of the episode that we always start with, metric of the week. And we're going to keep the theme. Every episode is going to be themed and focused, and this week is no different. We're talking about automation. One of the things that is a very light version of automation that is a little more approachable, a little more accessible, a little more uh, understandable, is something called dynamic search ads. So the metric of the week is actually more of a, um, it's not necessarily a metric, but is it's a, it's a vocabulary of the week, if we, can, if we can call it that. It's called dynamic search ads. So dynamic search ads are not necessarily ads. Now, they, they, they do include a dynamic aspect, but that's not really how they work because we have automated ads that we can kind of throw out there and run and, you know, it, there's there's a lot of you know dynamic elements um, that you can include in ads. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the power that resides inside of this dynamic search ad system. It is a type of ad group. So every week you hear me talk about keywords. You hear me talk about choose the right keywords. You know, make sure you have the right kind of keyword. What if I told you you could set up a campaign, or um, you know take your current campaign and build an ad group that requires no keywords. 
That's exactly what dynamic search at search ads are. It's the easiest way to find customers searching on Google for what you offer uh, without having to brainstorm and come up with keyword ideas and stuff like that. It's designed for a well-developed website or something with you know a large inventory that might be that might be an option too. You have a large inventory. And uh, you don't want to try and build, you know, tons and tons of different ad groups and things like that. Uh, that is, uh, you know, what it's designed for. Now, you should know that this system is designed to fill in the gaps of a keyword-based campaign. So what I'm talking about should not be your first line of attack in getting traffic to your site. It's not what it's really designed for. It should be a supplement to a well-optimized, uh, well-functioning keyword uh, campaign. So dynamic search ads are something you can create at the ad group level. You create them, it's, it's, it's housed in its own campaign. So you might have, uh, you know, uh, sorry, I keep saying campaign. It's, it's housed in its own ad group. And you can create this ad group and tell Google in this ad group, hey, anything on this page or you know my entire website or this series of pages or this page and this page, but not this page, you can create these rules. And this system will grab that content, look at the titles, the content, the basically the metadata, you know, whatever the Google bot reads, that's what it's gonna be looking at. It's going to create themes. It's going to create a, a you know, generic type of messaging. It's not going to be super specific the way that you would write it, but it's going to be a little more generic, a little more light hitting um, than, than super um, you know, personalized kind of stuff. But it's going to take the titles, pull from the, the titles of the page and write uh, ads for you. And it's going to take the themes that are developed from all of this title and headline and content on that page and match that to searches on Google. So literally the way it works is you set it up and then it just runs. You don't, um, you know, you don't really just, uh, you don't, you don't really adjust things. You know, there's, you don't even write the ads. You write the description of the ad copy. You can write a couple descriptions but you don't do anything else. You don't create keywords. Um, this is, you know, automating keywords in the way that e-commerce websites enjoy this kind of privilege of just automating their audiences, automating their, you know, their traffic. If you're running a shopping campaign, you don't choose keywords. They get that amazing stress lifted off and basically this this shopping feed that is imported into Google Ads decides the keywords for them. They never get to see their keywords. They just get the result of that data feed matching them to searches out there. This is ba dynamic search ads is basically the lead generator version of a data feed. It is a keywordless system that matches you to these searches. It can be amazing. And, and as I said, it identifies is it, Google, the whole system identifies themes, 
keywords, terms on the website that it's looking at, and then matches it to the best, most relevant content. So you say, Chris, this sounds amazing. You know, why don't you talk about this every day? Well, it is a supplement. I do not want anyone to think that this is a amazing solution um, that will solve all their problems. Any any automation that we talk about today is best done by a human making solid decisions about how to implement this tool. It's always a tool. It's never the solution in itself. You know, you can have a hammer, but it's not going to build a house for you. It is a tool and if you tried to get a hammer to build a house, you'll be sorely disappointed. There's going to be things it does not fit in some applications. And that's how dynamic search ads work. It's it's great. And you can set this up very quickly. And you say, okay, Chris, I, I've set it up. I'm getting some clicks. I have a main ad group, you know, that I have keywords for. I set it up. You know, how do I optimize this if I don't have keywords? And the answer is, you look at the search terms. Even Google and their best practices specifically states, I'll, I'll quote this here. Dynamic search ads work best when you regularly check your search terms. If Google's telling you this, then you know that the automated dynamic search ads that you're that you're doing here won't always get it right. Don't just put it in there and just trust that it's just going to get the best thing. You do need to optimize, but instead of tweaking bids at the keyword level, you know, changing match types of the keywords, pausing some keywords, um, adding new keywords, that part of the equation of optimization is gone. Instead, you check your search terms and you add negative keywords in order to kind of teach and train this dynamic search ad system to get you the right kind of traffic. What you need to be careful about is that some traffic, you know, should not come through here. You know, you don't really want the system to start cannibalizing your original keywords. You want to, as I said before, fill in the gaps of your original keyword-based campaign. This is very important. Um, that you that you don't allow it to become your primary method because because it's un because it's naturally it's uncontrollable. It cannot necessarily be controlled in the way that a keyword can be controlled. If you if if you have a dynamic search ad group and you want it to get more of B instead of A, you can't do that. If you have a search campaign, you have a search ad group with keywords and you say, I want more of this keyword rather than this keyword. I don't want to stop this keyword, but I want more of this one. You can do that. There are ways to do that with match type and bidding and negative keywords and different, lots of different options, how you can achieve that. But there's not really a way to make that happen in a dynamic. So the risk you run is lack of control, but the advantage that you get is time saved and the the ease of knowing that there's, you know, there's kind of a safety net, stuff that, that you hadn't thought of. And this is a great idea generator for you to say, oh, wow, my my dan dynamic search ads are 
finding this kind of, I never thought about it that way. People are actually searching this way. I'd never thought about it, but Google matched it to my content. So um, check it regularly. And one last thing I'll say, for those of you that are like, oh, this is gonna be perfect. Let me, and you're not necessarily gonna know I'm talking to you because nobody thinks that their website is the ugly one, <laughs> right? Nobody thinks, oh, he's talking to those other people with really bad websites. No, honestly consider, do you have well-written content? Do you, can somebody look at your page? And here, here, here's a, here's an, you know, ugly website test for you. You know, um, a complete stranger, can they look at your page when they have no experience with their industry? They don't know what you do. Can they look at your page and within, you know, within five seconds, explain in a very brief way what it is that you sell, what it is that you're offering, what you know, what it is that you want them to do on the site. Um, if that is difficult, then you might have an ugly website, and you might not really be a good fit for dynamic search ads. So, and that's just one warning for people wanting to try it out. It can be, um, you know, it could, it could be a bad idea. If, if you have poorly written content. So, you know, if, if you have that issue, maybe hire uh, a writer to kind of help you verbalize that, write that, you know, fully map that out on your site the right way so that it's clean and understandable. Okay, so that is metric of the week. Um, I hope that's uh, hope that's useful. Dynamic search ads are are, are really really pretty cool. Um, I definitely encourage you to try them out if you have not. PaidSearchPodcast.com is the is the URL that you go to if you want to send in a question. And Daryl did that. Daryl from Squamish, Canada. Squamish, British Columbia, Canada. Squamish. That is... I had to look it up because I didn't know if Daryl was pulling my leg. I was like, Squamish? Is that really a word? Sounds it sounds like I shouldn't be saying it or something. But I, I guess yeah, it's Squamish, Canada. It's up there. I looked it up. It's on the uh, oh, well. Everything's north to me, but uh, well, not everything. But Canada's definitely north. But it's on the far west side. Amazing. I've actually been over in that area before. Amazing area. Um, one of the few times I can actually say that, Daryl. I've actually traveled in that area before. That uh, far west. Um, Canada side. So Daryl writes in and says, Hey, Chris, first of all, love the podcast. Have learned a lot from listening. My question is, do you scale? How? <laughs> this is the point. How do you scale an e-commerce account with Target ROAS bidding? And just pause here. Target ROAS is Abbreviated T-R-O-A-S, Target Return on Ad Spend. So Target ROAS. So in other words, he has a he wants to get a three times return, four times return, 400% return. He spends a dollar and gets $4 on a consistent basis. He has a Target Return on Ad Spend bidding strategy. So we're talking about automate, automation here. So that's the topic for today. So this is absolutely a very high tier automated bidding kind of system. A lot of e-commerce accounts are going to be using this. So target ROAS bidding. How do you scale? He goes on to say, I keep hitting the ceiling of spend with the setting 
where I need it to be profitably. Okay, so he's he's not able to spend past a certain amount because as soon as he tries, he'll continue and he says, I know that if I lower it, he means the target ROAS bidding, if he says, you know, if he's at four and if he lowers it, lowers it to three, then the spin goes up and that puts me in a tricky spot, he says. Do you have any suggestions to scale with this in mind? Cheers and thanks for your time. Thank you, Daryl, for the question. Um, this is, I, I mentioned this a couple podcasts ago. I think it may be three podcasts ago. I talked about the phases of Google Ads management. And my very last phase was scaling. And I hit pretty briefly on that. Um, and it's because it is the it's the most complicated. It's it's where a lot of people find themselves. Okay, I'm I'm getting traffic. I'm getting conversions. I'm now improving the conversions. I'm now at the point where I'm hitting my goal. Now, get me more of it. <laughs> okay. That's the hard part. <laughs> yeah, that that is absolutely the hard part. So, Daryl, of course, I can't see your account. and I, So, I'm going to make some assumptions. Um, and we'll try and go through a couple different scenarios, different things to kind of hit, you know. Um, so, let's start with this. So, let's assume... Daryl is doing very well. Let's assume he's running a shopping campaign and he is uh, running the shopping campaign very well. He has, you know, negative keywords in place. He has already um, decided on certain times of the day that perform well. He's maximizing his uh, impression share for the times that matter the most of the week of the day. Maybe he's even made device cuts and he's cut off, you know, certain devices that are not as profitable. And he, he's cut fat everywhere that he can on his account is in so far that he has the ability to in an automated, um, uh, shopping campaign. Okay. And that's, he said e-commerce. So I'm going to assume, assume shopping. I'll talk about other things here in a moment. The fact is, Daryl, at this point, there's not really a whole lot of options that you have, except I'll go through a couple. Number one, the easiest thing to do is just try and optimize the page that people are landing on. So improving the product page, improving um, the way that people can purchase, you know, pr providing more pictures, more information, a clear call to action. Um, you know, different, different incentives to get people on board to purchase more often because you can absolutely increase spend by increasing the conversion rate. And the most direct way of increasing the conversion rate is just present your message better on your website. Okay. So you can, per, you, 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 have a faster loading page, a page that, that optimized well can, can show up on different devices and, and present that message as cleanly and as well as possible. Okay. That is the most direct way of increasing e-commerce target ROAS spend scaling. Basically, once you're at the point of profitability, getting more of it. The other way, the other most direct way of improving conversion rate 
And this is assume, you know, let, let's take off. Let's let's assume that Daryl has not necessarily done these other things, but you know, do, have you made sure that your primary shopping campaign, because we're still assuming he's doing shopping, um, has the cleanest, most relevant search terms. There are um, some other strategies in shopping where you can have a primary and a secondary kind of campaign where you have kind of a, these are your most upfront, most aggressive types of uh, uh, products and kind of keywords that you want to show up for. Then you have a secondary that can show with a lesser bidding strategy or lesser bids, I should say. um, And it kind of captures the other traffic that you may not get in the primary. There are methods like this. So scaling might look a little different than just having one single shopping campaign. And that's how you scale is you start to improve your traffic quality. So you get one level very, very clean. And then you start a second wave that might sample in a different level of the funnel in a different way at a, at a lower risk threshold. In other words, the bids aren't quite as aggressive, you know, so your, your primary, you're able to get four times returns with a $2 bid on average. Then you have, might have a second wave where you're trying something a little bit broader, a little bit more risky, but the CPCs are $1 here. And that's how you grow because you don't just keep hammering and hammering on the same level of the funnel, you might need to come in at a different angle, a different level of the funnel. Um, This looks, this is impossible for me to go through all the different things in the podcast here, but that's what it looks like. You try and find different ways to keep hitting that converting traffic. So this is apart from improving your, your landing page and your product page and all that kind of stuff. Um, let's now assume that Daryl is also using shopping. Sorry. We already assumed that. Let's assume Daryl is now using search as well. So how can Daryl possibly scale using search too? Well, one option, um, could, could be to, take that risk factor, bring it down. So you need to bring down the, um, uh, the, the risk of this, this test that you're doing by bringing down the bids. And basically you're going to start, as I discussed before, into phase one and phase two, you know, you're going to start with a very low threshold. You're going to start with the assumption that, you know, I don't know what's going to convert, but I want to test this type of traffic, you know, so that might look with, uh, that might be different types of keywords, uh, match types might be very broad. Uh, they might be very different, um, than, uh, you know, what you, you might be trying in the others, you know, a broader approach, but with a lower bid, a lower risk level for that. And, and this will help you lift the improvement of the campaign overall. So that's what, that's what scaling looks like. And that's what it looks like, you know, when it comes to automation, whenever you're automating your campaigns, I mean, you only have so many levers that you can do. Sometimes it might look like improving that endpoint, improving that website. Other times it might look like expanding and trying to find other ways to hit that same goal, but in a different way. There are always people that are searching in ways that you don't expect that still want the same thing. 
how can you find those? How can you acquire that traffic? And uh, you might need to pull back from automation and try something different, something a little more manual, and then move towards an automation once you find that. Um, that can be absolutely critical to scaling. So that is, yeah, that's phase four of the Google Ads optimization process. And it is where many people never even find themselves because they may not hit phase. They may never even make it into phase three. They may never hit profitability, a, a point where you're actually hitting your goals and uh, further optimizing and going deeper. They may never hit that. So, um, hey, congrats on at least hitting phase four and needing to scale. Great place to be. Great place to be. Okay. So I now have something that is going to be exciting. And if you, I would highly encourage, I, I, in fact, I would really like for you guys to do this so that you can see this because I have something I want to share. I've been given a a very cool opportunity to try out this new tool uh, from Optio. And I'm actually going to demo this because that's the topic of today. It is a AI system designed to give you answers and integrate AI into your Google Ads account. And it's all done through Optio, which is the our number one only sponsor on this show. It's my favorite software. They're continuing to expand. And if you want to see this amazing tool, I'm going to demonstrate it uh, in a video. You can click on the link in the uh, in the podcast here, and you can hear it. Um, if you stay on the podcast, you'll hear the audio, but you won't get to see the accompanying uh, screen share that I'm going to be doing. So be sure and click that and check it out. So let's begin. What I have in front of me here is Optio typical system that you see. And I mean, it's typical, but it, I mean, it's amazing, but there's something even more legendary in here that I want to point your attention to. And that is this little button right here on the top left. If I click this, it's going to take me into this AI system where I can get chat GPT to interface with my, uh, my account. It can give me information. Okay. This is basically a link between your Google Ads and ChatGPT. Um, now, this is something that uh, I have not seen anywhere else. This, this is revolutionary, and, and it's only going to get better. And I'm excited to show you some of the really cool things that you can actually do in here. Um, so to begin with, um, let's let's look at a couple notes here. So the instructions you know, are really short. If you've never used uh, you know AI before, um, then you may not realize that there isn't really any instructions. You just talk to it. You just talk to it and just tell it to do things. Um, and it will do them. So basically you just use the chat box down here and you, you can tell it to write new headlines. You can tell it to generate keyword ideas. You can tell it to you know, do whatever you might need help with. And I want to go through a couple things and something that is really unique uh, about this because it's designed by Optio. It's designed for Google ads. We can use the at symbol and first relate it to a certain thing. So I can say uh, at campaign uh, or at ad group or at keyword. So you can actually describe a specific aspect. So, I mean, one of the very first things that I was excited to... <laughs> to do because 
if you've been in the Google Ads business for any time, if you have any clients or a boss or anybody who wants information about Google Ads, you know, communicating that in an efficient way where you can you can tell them how the you know how the campaign's going or you know how the last thirty days have have gone, that is really sometimes quite a burden. You know, um, you can send them a screenshot, but sometimes they just want some basic information. So uh, you might say, uh, give me a report of the, and then I hit the at symbol and say, you know, campaign, and I can choose the campaign. So I'm going to say, you know, the gluten-free campaign. Give me a report of the gluten-free campaign uh, for the last uh I could say week or month or whatever. Uh, let, let's just say for the last month. I hit enter and you get that wonderful little dot system that's saying, hey, I'm I'm doing this right now. You're not having to do anything. I'm going to get you your answers while it sits here and processes, which is, that's the the beauty of uh, these AI systems. You, t- you don't have to do the work yourself. And then within moments, you get this wonderful bulleted list that would take forever for you to pull uh, from your account yourself. And let's go through it. It has things like, you know, key performance metrics and a wonderful bulleted list here. It has, you know, your top spending keywords with information about, you know, how much they they had spent. Uh, they have your top spending uh, headlines that are in here and descriptions, and then your overall metrics of how much the cost was, how much the impressions were. And then I can say, um, you know, let, let's say, uh, what were the uh, metrics for the last week for? And then I say at a uh, certain campaign, let's say at campaign, let's say uh, campaign, same thing. And it'll give me results for the past week. I mean, you can imagine, you know, the possibilities here. What what I could do instead is I want to, uh, you know, provide someone a write-up. You know, let's say I want to provide someone a write-up and I, I say, um, uh, write a description of the, let's say, campaign, gluten-free campaign um, for the last month. Actually, let's say the last 30 days. Okay. So this is what is so great is that you can you can get it in human language. So before you got, you know, bullet point list here, which is a little more dry, but instead I can actually go in and tell it to write a description, you know, in, in the way that um the the AI system is so wonderful. It can it can write in such a you know, human way, and imagine what this could do. It could save you um, so much time from having to write up a, you know, plain English kind of description for your account. I mean, that's, that is so nice to be able to do something like that. And this is, this is such a wonderful shortcut. I'm, I'm really impressed because I, like I said, I haven't seen this anywhere else and it's been, you know, it's been a you know chat gpt has been around for a little while now um and we're already getting to integrate it into to google ads i think i think it's really exciting so you know let's let's go even more broad let's just say um i'm going to do a, another question here what is the 
performance of this account, right? A very generic question. I don't even use the at symbol or anything like that. I just ask, what's the performance? And it's gonna send me information very quickly. Now, a couple things while that's, while that's generating, generating an answer for me. Um, what I want to tell you is uh, this currently due to limitations of chat GPT is 30 days of data is all that it can look at for right now. That's that's limitations to chat GPT. Now there is additional improvements coming in. Uh, the next iteration of this will allow so for many more characters for it to be able to review. Um, and you, you'll be able to go even further, possibly starting to generate some, you know, write-ups month to month, year over year. I mean, it's going to be an amazing kind of expansion on your ability to just automatically generate a report. You know, I can't, I can't imagine what it could possibly be able to do. And that's the cool thing is that Optio is utilizing the power that's already being created by ChatGPT, and it's harnessing that for Google Ads managers. That's what's so neat about this. Um, so uh, here you see, uh, you know, what is the performance of this campaign? Uh, this, you know, gives me a quick uh, layout of, of what I'm looking for. You know, it's just some basics, but if that's not what I'm looking for, I can just rephrase the question, try it. You, know, you get, you start to get a hang, hang of this. And here's the thing, if you are intimidated by this, there's this wonderful little cheat sheet here where I can pull it up and just copy and paste uh, different things to get me to kind of understand, uh, you know, how this system might work. So uh, let's say this one, if you want it to automatically, let's change tones a little bit. Let's say, you know what, writing ad copy is exhausting, which it is. Um, I can just copy and paste from the uh, cheat sheet here, paste that into the chat and send that to the system. And what it'll do is it'll automatically generate some ads for me. Now this is, if you remember, I think it was last year, I talked about uh, Optio doing some AI um, ad writing tools that I was super excited about. This is like the next level where you don't even have to be um, navigating and creating this yourself, it automatically creates a table. If you're not, if you're not watching, which I, I encourage you to, to, to check out the YouTube video. If you're not watching, what it's doing right now is it's creating a, let me, let me describe this because it's really something I've never seen before. So I'm a little stumped on words. It's creating a table based on what it's calling the angle. I, I would call it, you know, um, the different, different uh, tones or different messaging of different ad copy, okay? So for example, if you are looking for a headline that is keyword focused, it's written that headline for me in a description. It's written gluten-free pancake mix order now, okay? Very plain Jane kind of thing. Now, in another tone, it's given me another headline that is social proof type of angle, so social proof type of messaging. This is a um, benefit uh, sorry, it's social proof. So it's 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 saying award-winning gluten-free pancakes. This is a social proof kind of aspect. If you want a benefit-focused, you can do enjoy a tasty and healthy breakfast with us. Right? That's a benefit-focused messaging. I cannot tell you how many times I have talked to people and tried to convey this is a feature. 
this is a benefit. This is what social proof looks like. This is what keyword messaging looks like. This is what a call to action looks like. It lays it out for you automatically based on the content that it has from, from looking at your website, looking at the ads that are already in there, all that kind of stuff, and writes those for you. Not only does it write it, but it gives you the themes and the topics and the angles at which you're going to pitch these different headlines and put them into Google Ads. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I love this because one of the, I say all the time, to me, keywords, bidding, all that kind of stuff, that's the easy part. The hard part is communicating the message of Google Ads. The hard part is communicating, you know, where Google Ads is working to your to your clients, to your boss, you know, to uh, that's the hard part. This can help you write that. Another extremely time-consuming part is coming up with ad copy and doing it in a way that is not just repetitive, but it can actually write it in a new method for a new a new tone, a different language. And then I could go in and tell it to, you know, write some other things using different aspects that I want it to, uh, to, uh, to write for me. So, so much that it can possibly do. And anything to get me out of that boring loop of just writing the same headlines over and over again, I think is phenomenal. And that's just one thing that it does. Then, you know, next thing is, uh, it can generate keyword ideas. Okay, so I've gotten some reporting. I've gotten some headlines written for me. Now it can generate some keywords. And oh my goodness, so the amount of hours that I've gone through to try and explain to people how to come up with, you know, keywords and and things like that. You know, it's it's it, it's crazy. Uh, it's it can be extremely complex. So this writes out some keyword ideas, and I'll tell you one of the most difficult times is when you're staring at a blank screen and don't even know where to start on your keywords. If you can have something, just come up with some keyword ideas and then you can run from there. I'm not saying copy and paste this whole thing, but just not having to look at a blank page and come up with keyword ideas. That is such a benefit. I'm I'm so excited to be able to see the potential for this. I, I think that's really neat, right? And let, let, let's look at a couple other things here. So that's generating headlines, generating keyword ideas. And then last, the last thing we'll go through here is negative keywords. So I can copy and paste this idea and immediately um, is going to create keyword ideas for me. Um, negative keyword ideas. We just did keyword ideas. This is negative keyword ideas. Um, what really, what really shocks me is that it doesn't just spit out a list of 50 negative keywords. It spits out a specific negative keyword and tells you why. I mean, did you hear what I said? It doesn't just say, here's 50 negative keywords. I pulled this from some generic uh, list from some guy who just handed out free negative keywords and I'm just going to apply this in general. This tells you, add the word free because your bakery products are not free. That's what it says. Add the word recipes and it says, because customers may not be looking for recipes in, uh, as customers may be looking for recipes instead of purchasing pre-made mixes. It knows this is a pre, pre, pre-made mix and that we're selling something. And if people are looking for recipes, that's not a good fit for our kind of clientele, our kind of customers that we're bringing in. 
And it it does this for you. I think that is phenomenal. The explanation behind it is such a cool aspect because here's where I think automated takes your management to the next level. And that's to give you, to, to take the creativity and, and, and push that beyond where your creativity goes. And then you can take that and, and go even further, right? By seeing this explanation, by seeing the keywords that it generates, by seeing the headlines with the different tone and messaging uh, that it lays out for you. I think this is incredible um, to be able to, to see this on page and then take it and say, oh, I never thought about a benefit being enjoying a tasty and healthy breakfast with us. You know, the tasty and healthy. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe maybe I should try a set of keywords around that healthy aspect. I had never tried that before. I hadn't thought about that. Oh, you know, here's some interesting uh, keywords. And I had never thought maybe, maybe if I tried gluten-free recipes, but I lowered the bid, you know, quite a bit, maybe it would be worth actually sending people to this page at a much lower CPC. But I, I had not really a thought about that till I saw this system lay out these ideas for me. You know, um, just just so much amazing stuff. And and there's more um, that you can do. There's generating target audiences. There's just so much you can do. Amazing stuff. Okay, so you've seen this tool. I've shown you a bunch. There's there's a lot more. You know, if you've done any uh, AI stuff, that there's so much more potential. I'm not even an expert at, at this. If you really have it tried um, uh, this kind of thing before, you know that there's a ton more that's always possible based on your creativity of how you use the tool. Uh, if you want to try it out, you can try it for free for two months. This is a special offer you will only hear here on the Paid Search Podcast. You can do that at optio.com slash PSP. Use the chat box in the very bottom left corner to uh, get your special offer from Optio. You'll chat with them, tell them, hey, I heard about it on the podcast. Can I have two months instead of one month? They will oblige. Uh, amazing tool. Great work, guys. I, I love this. Nothing out there like this. This is very unique, and uh, I'm excited to see where this can go. So that is the end of the podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining. I am looking forward to all that technology is going to bring us. Automated campaigns automations are not something that are going to push us out of the management world. It's going to give us the ability to do more. And I'm not afraid of it. I don't think you should be either. Thanks so much for taking this journey with me. I will be back next week. Okay.